Have you ever wanted to change something in your family? If so, you're not alone. I think sometimes as a mom, I look around and think, I would love to see things function a little differently around here. <laughs> and if you've ever had those thoughts, I have a special treat for you today. I'm bringing on a friend who wrote an amazing poem that has just kind of gone over and over in my mind today. And he is going to share that with you so that you too can learn how to change your family. Stay tuned. Welcome to Stories of Hope in Hard Times, the show that explores how people endure and even thrive in difficult times, all with God's help. I'm your host, Tamara K. Anderson. Join me on a journey to find inspiring stories of hope and wisdom learned in life's hardest moments. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Stories of Hope and Hard Times podcast. I'm your host, Tamara K. Anderson. And guys, it's not very often that I get to bring on a good friend, but today I get to do that. And I am so excited to have my friend Mike Richards on today. Mike, thanks for coming on the show today. Thanks, Tamara. Oh, we're, I'm so excited to have you. And the reason I wanted to bring Mike on today is because a couple of years ago at an author retreat, he shared this poem that has just kind of gone over and over and over again in my mind. And it just had a really powerful impact on me. And you can tell Mike is a good writer if he has that kind of impact through his words in a poem. And so I am just thrilled to bring him on. Now, Mike, why don't you give me a little bit of background on how you ended up writing this poem to begin with? Yeah, no, absolutely. So it's kind of interesting. I, I do things a lot by inspiration, I guess, mm -hmm. is what I would say. I, I can almost feel a thought or a nudge coming to me to go, hey, you've got to you need to write this or you need to reach out to this person or something along those lines. And I know that if I don't pause for a moment and, and figure out what I need to do there, that it'll just pass me by. Mm. And so this, this poem, when I wrote it, honestly, I almost feel like it was downloaded into mm. my, into my mind. It, it, I wrote it in about 30 minutes one morning. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. And it, it That's just, when you know it is inspiration, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was about 10 years ago and I was working with a company. We were trying to create these faith-based online games for kids mm -hmm. and where we would have the characters play through these different scenarios and stories. And I was the head writer there. And I think being in that creative brain daily I think that helped as well. When I was at work, I'd, I'd arrived early and just kind of waiting to get things started and um, just had the thoughts come to me and I, I wrote it down. Yeah. And, and how many, like, where were you in your family at this point? Did you, how many kids did you have and were they ages approximately? And yeah, so it, it's, it's funny because when I read it now, while it's still very applicable, I look at it and I go, I can definitely tell we had a four-year-old a two-year-old and a newborn at the oh, time. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And I can definitely see that desire of trying to balance my, my work life with family life. I think that's a struggle that we all have to balance that out. 
And, and so it's neat that you're able to take those desires of your heart and put them into words. You right. know, that desire right. for balance, that desire for change. Although you did mention you didn't like the word change. Tell me why. Yeah. So when I've gone back and I've read this over the years, I feel like um, every time I read it, I go, I wish I'd used a different word other than change because I don't know that that for me personally, and it may be for others, I don't know that that was my desire. I certainly didn't want to change my family. I have a wonderful wife. And at that time I had three you know, great kids and loved everything about it. And I almost think that it's more of rather than change, I feel like it's maybe moving from good to great or mm. transforming my family or, or, or even leveling it up in a way is, mm. is what I would say. Just trying to making get an impact. If I yeah. want to make an impact on my family type yep. thing. Yeah. And I, I didn't want to let the years go by with you know, the desires and things that I wanted to be as a husband and a father and just let those pass by without trying to constantly just trying to improve and be be better and better each day at what I could do in those aspects. Hmm. That's awesome. So with that in mind, Mike, would you mind sharing this beautiful poem with us about how we can impact or change or just take babe, daily tiny nudges towards progress, not only in our family, but particularly in ourselves. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I am I'm grateful for the opportunity to share it. So thanks for asking me to. Mm -hmm. If I wanted to change my family, I would begin with myself. I would stop wondering what if, stop planning for someday and start enjoying the sunshine of today. If I wanted to change my family, the moment my eyes opened each new day, I would roll out of bed and onto my knees. I would first thank him, and then I would ask for his guidance. And I would do this consistently without missing a single day. If I wanted to change my family, I would change my priorities. Family comes first, always first. Their phone calls the most urgent, their time the most valuable, and their needs the most important. If I wanted to change my family, I would show love. A hug here, a kiss there, a gentle pat on the back, the red marker on the wall, the shattered vase from long ago, the toys from yesterday put away only to be scattered on the floor today. It's okay. Kind words, no yelling, understanding, learning. If I wanted to change my family, I would ask more than, what did you learn in school today? I would prepare my children for the future. I would teach them how to use their hands, how to use their minds, and the value of hard work. I would explore their talents so that I could help their light shine bright. If I wanted to change my family, I would stop saying I am too busy. I would turn the television off and hide my phone away. The latest text, tweet, and score update, they can wait. My time becomes our time. I would minimize my extracurricular activities and I would ask my children to minimize theirs. And I would do all of this so that when they are my age, my children won't ask, where did the time go? And when I'm my parents' age, I won't ask, how did they grow up so quickly? If I wanted to change my family, I would talk to my children, live their adventures and dream their dreams. 
I would involve them in all that I do so that they will involve me in all that they do. And I would realize that all they really want is to know that I love them. If I wanted to change my family, I would embrace my role. I am called father. I am called mother. Provider, comforter, protector, entertainer, cook, chauffeur, handyman, educator. I am called hero. If I wanted to change my family, I would see their eyes looking at me. As I am, so shall they be. Clean thoughts, clean hands, clean speech, clean actions. In the light of day, in the darkness of night, all day, every day, my foundation built on honesty, unwavering and immovable. And if I wanted to change my family, when the day is done, I would be there, pajamas on, one last song, one last story, tired eyes tucked in tight, a kiss on the forehead, lights go out, good night, back on my knees, humbly, meekly, offering gratitude for the blessings that I have received. Mm. That is such a powerful poem. And I, and I hope you as listeners can see why <laughs> it has just gone on and over and over and just played in my mind these last few years since Mike originally shared it with me. I feel like there is a certain sense of personal accountability in there, you know, that it's, it really is leveling everyone up, but we do that by improving ourselves. And that's, that's the message I glean from it most of all, is that if I really want to change everybody, I need to look at me first, <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> what parts are more pertinent to you now? You know, as I read through it, I, I still, I feel like, I always thought like the most important part of it was bringing God into it. Mm -hmm. And from the moment that you wake up and when you go to bed, I, I think there's, it's really, really important to spend that quiet time in the evening, whether it's just two minutes, 10 minutes, and just recognize the blessings that, that you've had that day, the things that you're thankful for, because you can always find those even on the worst days. And I think that that puts you in a good mindset as you, you know, as you go to sleep and helps you uh, be ready for the next day. And I also, like I mentioned earlier, it, it, it's still kind of a constant battle in my head of trying to find that, that proper balance between work and, and family and that worry as a father that, you know, am I there enough for uh, my children. And so mm. it's, yeah, that, that's what sticks out to me the most. Yeah. For sure. I love that because I think you're spot on that God wants us to prioritize things in the right order. And often it is things that are not as important that drag, distract us and drag us away from the things that are most important. And it almost takes a conscious effort of saying, okay, as I put God first, then he helps me then put my family first. He helps inspire me to know, okay, I need to do this with this child or that with that child. You know, a couple of years ago, I even ended up, we ended up getting a dog because I felt through inspiration that one of our kids needed it. They were going through a really hard time and they've always loved animals. And even though I did not want an animal in my house, 
that inspiration helped me realize this is what this child needs. And it's been a blessing to our whole family. So, you know, we, we got to follow those, those daily promptings, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I almost feel like you're just working hand in hand with God. And I can tell in the times, even when, the, even when I wrote this poem, when you were focusing on the right things, and you just re, you, you get so much inspiration in, in so many different ways. I think you're absolutely right. I love how you said working hand in hand with God, because I've often felt that he being the heavenly parent knows so much more about my children and loves them so much more perfectly than I do, that if I need to help them, then I really need his help to do that. And also trust that that he's got an eye on them on the days that I'm really worried about them, you know, as they enter those teenage years and you start, there's so much out there, right? <laughs> so much bad out there and just, it's almost like they go to school each day and I kind of entrust them to God and pray for angels to be around them and help them because life is hard, you know? And, and if, if I feel that way as an imperfect parent, I can only imagine that him, that, that he sees us and loves us exponentially more, infinitely perfect, and, and that he cares not only for me and my ability to be the best parent I can be, but he cares for them. And hopefully he makes up for my deficiencies. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I, I think, at least for me, another aspect of that is, as a parent, I, I feel like I'm probably my harshest critic. Hmm. And um, sometimes that can go in a negative way where it's not helpful for you to try mm -hmm. and, you know, you're, you're almost being too hard on yourself. And I think that, that, that continued focus on God allows you to have hope for yourself as well. Hmm. I think you're, You've got that spot on right there. I, I love the idea of being continually repentant and, you know, turning to God for forgiveness. But I also remember seeing this example in my own father that when he made mistakes, as parents often do, I remember him coming to me and just saying, hey, I'm sorry I yelled the other night, you know. And as a teenager, that was a great example. And when I remember the first time yelling at my two-year-old or something like that. And it was hard. I'm going to confess this online. It was hard to swallow my pride and go and apologize to a two-year-old. Maybe I'm a little prideful. I don't know. But I just remember thinking, shoot, my dad can do it. <laughs> Surely I can do it. You know that we model that example of, okay, mom isn't perfect. Dad isn't perfect. We're going to make mistakes. We too need Jesus in our lives <laughs> so, so much. And so we're going to need to repent and ask for forgiveness all the time too, because we're on our own life's journey. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like the more that I'm willing to admit my mistakes in front of my kids, that they're more willing to come to me and my wife with, you know, things that they they've done. And at least I hope. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
And I think that's kind of the basis of your poem, right? It's it's the idea that if I want to see this ripple effect of change in my children, then I need to model it myself. Right. And asking God, okay, what do I need to change? I love that you invite him in at the beginning of the poem and you end the day uh, thanking him for the day and asking him to be with you. You know, because that's what every day should be. It should be a pattern of involving God at the beginning and at the end and everywhere in between because, I don't know, it, we're all imperfect and we need his help. Yep. Because parenting is hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the older my kids get, the more complex and difficult it becomes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I totally understand. I think my mother-in-law said, the bigger the kids, the bigger the problems. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you know, she was really wise when yeah. she said that. <laughs> right. Anyway, Mike, thank you so much for being willing to share this poem with everyone. We are expecting great things from you. Mike has a book coming up that I'll probably bring him on the podcast again to share all about in the next year or so. So you will be hearing more from my dear friend, Mike Richards. Thank you so much, Mike, for coming on today and being willing to share your, your story. Thanks, Tamara. I really appreciate the opportunities. Are you looking for a gift for a friend, sister, or mother who is really struggling right now and you're not sure what to get them? It's hard for me to sometimes find those gifts. And so today I'm so excited to tell you about this booklet, The Mother's Might. It's a perfect, simple, inexpensive gift you can give your friends, your family, your sisters, anyone that you want to share this story with. And it will be meaningful. It's not just a little piece of candy that they eat and forget. It's something they can read over and over again because so often we, as women, feel alone and overwhelmed and burdened and like there's so many things weighing upon our shoulders. And what I love about this story is that it points us to Jesus Christ in our times of trouble, that he understands us, he loves us, he knows what we're going through and he is more than willing to help us bear that burden. And I love that about this story, that it gives not only me hope, but it will convey that sense of hope for all of you. So get your copy of it today, tamarakanderson.com slash store. You can order one, two, 10, 20, however many you want. And we will get those to you so you can get them distributed. All right, now on to our show. Hey, thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you like what you heard, subscribe so you can get your weekly dose of powerful stories of hope. I know there are many of you out there who are going through a hard time, and I hope you found useful things that you can apply to your own life in today's podcast. If you would like to access the show notes of today's show, please visit my website, storiesofhopepodcast.com. There you will find a summary of today's show, the transcript, and one of my favorite takeaways. You know, if someone kept coming to mind during today's episode, perhaps that means that you should share this episode with them. Maybe there was a story shared or a quote or a scripture verse that they really, really need to hear. So go ahead and share this podcast. May God bless you, especially if you are struggling. 
with hope to carry on and with the strength to keep going when things get tough. Remember to walk with Christ and he will help you bear the burden. And above all else, remember God loves you.